the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I am William Wallace. And I see a whole army of my countrymen here in defiance of tyranny. You've come to fight as free men. And free men you are. What will you do without freedom? Will you fight? Right? Against that? No! We will run! And we will live! Alright? Fight and you may die. Run and you'll live. At least a while. And dying in your beds many years from now, would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! It was Everybody, this is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. Opened up with that scene from uh, Braveheart. Will you fight? And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. And then uh, the that song was uh, "Just Fell In" by Styx. Uh, just fell into a manic depression, and I think I think we're all kind of in that some of that spot. Last week I talked about uh, last week I talked about what I predicted would happen with California because California is so off the rails, so off the rails with, uh, we pull We keep our borders open. We we're spending our money on free, uh, free healthcare and free everything else to, uh, illegal aliens. We're, uh, we're, um, we're letting the homeless, the homeless people are being bust in here from other, from other States. And, uh, we know it because people in other States have told us, Hey, our homeless people, we just give them a, we just buy them a bus ticket to California, and they, we get rid of them. And instead of giving them five dollars a day from each one of us, we all just kind of put in a pot, and here, here's a one-way ticket to California where everything's free. And that, not a housing problem, is why California is becoming the homeless capital of the world. Not because of we don't have enough housing; it's because our government and our voters are giving it our think it's okay to just give everything for free don't enforce our laws just everything's free it's a sanctuary state everybody's welcome here and it just it keeps getting worse and worse 
And last week I made a prediction. I didn't say this is what I wanted, but I made a prediction uh, that I said, "Hey, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna split up the state." Because when they started talking about splitting up the states, I said, "You know, I talked about it, and, and Scott Scott and I talked about it when we were both on the radio, um, talking about, hey, you know what? They want to split the state so they can create more uh, instead of having." Uh, one one Democrat state here, they could create two or three Democrat states and put, instead of having two senators, we'd have four or six senators and they'd all be Democrats and they would, uh, and they would take over the Senate as well as the House. And, uh, and that, that's how far, as far as I've seen it. Apparently there's more to the story, although I've never seen the, uh, the map of California divided up. That it looks like you could get all the Republicans in California in one in one area, so we could control part of it. But I did get lambasted by one of my listeners that said she was floored that I said that. I said, "Hey, I didn't say I wanted that. I was born in California. I've lived here all my life. I don't want to leave." But you know, at certain point, it just gets so stupid here. And you know, I, I read in the paper this morning that now California is going to let seventeen-year-olds vote. Can they just do that? Can can Governor Moron in uh in Sacramento can he just pass that? I mean the the Democrats are trying to figure out any way they can to get more stupid people to vote, more illegal aliens to vote, more people that shouldn't be voting to vote. I mean, in my opinion, we shouldn't even be having kids go to college at eighteen because they don't know what they want to do, and all they're doing is driving up student debt that's never going to get paid back. I say, hey, start the draft. Put the uh, put the kids in uh, two years of serving their country, whether it's the military, the Peace Corps, or something. Go do something for your country. Get paid a certain amount. Get away from your mommy and daddy. Make your own bed. Wipe your own butt. Uh, you know, take care of yourself. You get paid a little bit. You get to see some parts of the world. You get to s- learn to respect uh, authority, and you get a little taste of life. Two years later, you come back. Now you have a better idea what you want to do with your life. Before you start putting the federal government into all these guaranteed student loans, putting your parents in debt, putting yourself in debt, putting the government's putting out all this money, they're never going to get paid back. Get some experience. Now we want to let 17-year-olds vote. 17-year-olds don't don't know which way is up yet. They can't pay attention. They can't pay attention to be even be trusted behind the wheel of a car. Most of them. So, again, I I state my state my state my uh, position is, I'm willing to fight. If everybody else is willing to fight, but don't get it wrong. Don't, hey, you know we can't just sit sit still and expect Californians going to turn red because everyone's just going to come out of the ether because the Democrats are playing dirty. You go into to a DMV. Hey, you know, here's your voter registration. Oh, wait, but I'm not a citizen. Oh, that's all right. Fill it out anyway. And a lot of you have heard them say that at DMV. They don't care. They don't care. And it's just off the rails. And at some point, at some point, either we all have to fight. We all have to get involved. I ran into Ali Mizrahi uh, last, last week, last weekend uh, in Riverside Plaza and uh, he's putting on an event uh, in downtown Riverside on August 29th where they're going to be discussing the uh, new California laws about uh, sex education. They want to start teaching sex education and uh, talk, talking, to pe- talking to our kids and in first grade. 
about different sex orientations. There's there's mommy and daddy, and there's mommy and mommy, and there's mom and daddy and daddy. And do we want first graders taught this stuff? So they're having a big forum August 29th. Um, it's down on Lemon Street. Um, search. Uh, I don't know where to search. Search. Uh, Search Ali Mizrahi on Facebook. It's all over the place. Um, but I ran into him and we're talking about it. I said, hey, you know what? I'll fight as hard as anybody else will, but I can't do it by myself. Ali can't do it by himself. The you know the guys in the in the Lincoln Club, Bed Climber Junior. And, and all those guys, they can't do it by themselves. And and I don't see our are the Republicans in Congress and Senate as making enough noise for anybody to hear them. They all vote for it. They all. They're all supporting of what's right and what right over what's wrong, but they're just not making any noise. And and all the young people that don't watch the news, don't read the newspapers, don't think about anything except for video games and clubs and and whatever they're doing, those guys don't pay attention. As a result, anything anything that goes on the media is what they is is truth to them. So the New York Times, New York Times is out there. Their their number one their number one goal is to just talk about for the next year that Trump is a racist, and that's and that is what's out there. So, so somebody needs somebody needs to say, hey, we're going to fight. If we're all going to fight, let's all fight. Otherwise, there's going to be people that are say, hey, forget it, we're moving. I don't want to move. But we, I can't do it by myself, and you guys, and you know, we gotta, we gotta all. Hey, between now and the election time, we're all gonna have to get involved in, in uh, voter registration and talking. Well, you don't want to talk about religion and politics. Guess what? Watch the country go down because if some, the Democrats are talking and us Republicans are trying to be, are trying to be dignified and professional, we don't want to start fights and we don't have time to get involved in anything because we're too busy working and and supporting our families, which we should be. But we need to take a little, take a little, make a little bit more effort. If everybody makes a little effort, it'll do a big thing. One or two people can't make a lot of effort and change the world. Okay. So anyway, that's where I come from. So anyway, uh, my manic depression uh, song and my uh, and my freedoms freedom clip all goes into that. Anyway, I'm gonna talk about what's going on this week and a lot of stuff that's going into that and the laws and everything that's going on in this country. But first, let me introduce myself. My name's Ed Hoffman. For those of you who don't know me, I'm with Summit Funding. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, and believe me, there are fantastic opportunities if you own real estate or if you want to own real estate. If you want, if you want to, if you need financing or you want to find out about it, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll free, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get some information but you don't want to talk on the phone, go to edhoffman.net, scroll down to the Summit Funding logo, click on that. You'll find my lending page. You can put in as much information as you want. Tell me how much information you want back. You'll hear from, from myself or one of my talented teammates, Eric Marquez, Alex Rojas, Aaron Fredericks, Cody Bradbury, Brian Goodman, and we will help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. Some of you have called in, and you and I actually uh, talked to you, and you go, wow, I didn't expect to get you on the phone. Yep, I'm a real person just like you, um, but I'm just one person, so lots of people are calling, so uh, some of you will will talk to me, and, some, and my team my team is me, and I am my team, so we all work together on all, all your stuff, so... Well, I really wanted Ed to look at this. 
I will look at every deal every deal that comes in on our team. So anyway, uh, so go to uh, edhoffman.net, click on the Summit Funding logo. Um, if you want anything, you want to hear anything repeated on this sh- that uh, you heard today, uh, or if you want to share it, the podcast can be found on edhoffman.net as well. Click on uh, edhoffman.net, click on the podcast page. You'll see this show as well as, well as several past shows. You can also get the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes, where you can uh, where you can subscribe for free, have it download uh, to your uh, to your your iPhone or your iWatch or your iPad or your iPod or your Mini Pad or your Maxi Pad or your computer, whatever you listen to uh, podcasts on, and listen to it whenever whenever it's convenient for you. Um, follow me on Twitter at Ed Hoffman, where I tweet about current events all week long, and the Facebook page for the main event is. Uh, facebook.com slash the main event Ed Hoffman. Uh, so anyway, if you want to comment on the show, email me at ed at edhoffman.net. Don't call the, the listener hotline cause the listener hotline still isn't up. I'm not really sure why, but, uh, our listener hotline is down for some reason. And, uh, we're too busy with you calling you guys calling for, uh, for, uh, for loan stuff and I haven't been able to, uh, put my foot on it um and again the rates are really really good if you have real estate you want to refinance it it's a great time if you're over 62 you don't know know about all that uh uh um all the uh reverse mortgage stuff that you've been hearing about call and get some information you'll love it and uh anyway call me if you have if you need to own something or if you do own something call me 855-640-2020 let's talk about what's going on in this in this glorious country that isn't doing such glorious thing, two, the two the two congressional squad members who were barred from visiting Israel last week, now on their second week of making sure America knows just how angry they are, even though it's apparent their only intention was to gin up support for the pro-Palestinian boycott, divest, and sanction, i.e., the BDS movement uh, against Israel, like. Uh, Elon Omar and Rashida Tlaib are just heartbroken by Israel's decision. Two congresswomen spewed their nonsense in a news conference flanked, flanked by Jewish and Palestinian Americans from their districts. To highlight the human costs and occupation of the occupation and travel restrictions on Palestinians and others, according to Omar. Omar took to the mic first to blast the Israeli government. The decision to ban me and my colleagues... The first, my colleague, the first two Muslim American women elected to Congress is nothing less than an attempt by an ally of the United States to suppress our ability to do our jobs as elected officials. We give Israel more than $3 million in aid every year. This is predicated on their being an important ally in the region and the only democracy in the Middle East. But denying visit to duly elected members of Congress is not consistent with being an ally. Yeah, well, you notice how she said being the only democratic uh, democracy in the Middle East, like she doesn't believe they're a democracy. And, you know, hey, they're denying sitting Congress people. No, they let they let 70 of them, 70 or 80 of them come in a couple weeks earlier and they all came in together, but Elon Omar, whose real name is Elon Nur Syed Elmi, uh, who came in here illegally by by changing her uh, her identity, um, her and uh, Rashida Tlaib, 
Um, they didn't go with them. And they weren't meeting with any government people, and they weren't doing anything. They were going in to meet with an uh, anti-Israeli group and, uh, and be a threat to, to Israel. As for Tlaib, she continued to use her 90-year-old Palestinian city, which means uh, grandmother, uh, for political gain. Through tears, at 3 o'clock in the morning, we all decided as a family that I could not go until I was a free American United States Congresswoman coming there, not only to see my grandmother, but to talk to Palestinian and Israeli organizations that believed that my grandmother deserved human dignity as much as anyone else does. All I can do as my city's granddaughter, as the, as the granddaughter of a woman who lives in occupied territory, is to elevate her voice by exposing the truth the only way I know how. Exposing the truth about what? When when was this 3 o'clock in the morning thing? Wait, my family, we decided at 3 o'clock in the morning that I had to wait till I'm a sitting congressperson. You are a sitting congressperson. When, when did this, this tear-filled... Uh, uh, emotional meeting with your family take place uh, apparently at least a couple of years ago. Well, at least a, at least a, yeah, exactly. So uh, I don't know. Here's, here's president Trump's reactions. All of a sudden she starts with tears, tears, and I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I don't buy it for a second because I've seen her in a very vicious mood. I think any Jewish people that vote for a Democrat uh, I think it shows either a total lack of knowledge or great disloyalty. Yeah, and I would and I would agree with that. And of course, I'm from a Jewish family, and I and I and I ask my I ask my sister, my sister and her husband, I say, you know what? Wait, you guys care more about what goes on in Israel than what goes on in America. And this is this is uh, before uh, the 2012 election. And I said, you see how how Obama treats. Uh, Netanyahu, when he comes over here, you see what he, how he treats Israel, and yet you're still gonna, you're still gonna vote for Obama. As Jewish people that care deeply about Israel, I don't understand that. Well, your guy doesn't want women to have, have, uh, have, doesn't want, he doesn't care about women's rights. You're kidding me. And that's, you know, it doesn't make any sense. Wait, and that's that was a their deal with the uh that was their issue with uh Hobby Lobby and how uh Hobby Lobby was getting a, a waiver on Obamacare cuz they didn't want to provide birth control because they're cuz they're Catholic. And Catholic Catholics don't believe in birth control. So, you know, when Trump says, "Hey, if you're Jewish and you vote Democrat, you're you're not loyal to your people and you're, you know, or you're or you're uninformed." That's absolutely true. Uh, now get this. Everyone knows Trump's daughter Ivanka converted to Judaism, and that her children uh, are are Jew are Jewish. Their father uh, Jared Kushner. So so Ivanka married Jared Kushner, who's Jewish, and their kids are Jewish. Everyone knows Trump loves his daughter and his grandkids, and that he trusts Jared Kushner enough to let him be a senior White House advisor. Liberals whine about it all the time. We know that he's acted in Israel's interest by moving the U.S. embassy from uh, Tel Aviv to Jerusalem and pulling the U.S. from the Iran nuclear deal. You know Trump's Trump is supporting Israel uh, and the Jews. And if you pay attention, you might even know that Israeli Prime Minister Be- Benjamin Netanyahu named a new settlement in Golan Heights, Trump Heights, to thank Trump for breaking with the international community and recognize Israel's sovereignty over the region. And yet, 
a single word is is all all the proof liberals need to call him anti-Semitic. Here's the CEO of the of the Jewish Anti-Defamation League on CNN. While it's a bit unclear what the president was trying to say in terms of who Jews are disloyal to, are we disloyal to him or the Republican Party or to America? While he wasn't exactly clear about that, I will be exactly clear on what that was anti-Semitism. The charge of disloyalty or dual loyalty has been used against Jews for thousands of years. You know what? This guy, this guy, I'm not going to say he's a moron. He just is measured and he's, he's working for the Democrats. And obviously he doesn't like Trump because Trump is not politically correct and I'm okay with that. I didn't we I didn't vote for him to be to be the pastor of our church or the rabbi of our temple or to marry our daughters. We voted for him to be the president of our country and to help make America great again. And he's doing the job better than any president I've I've seen in my lifetime. So, uh no, who's who are we being disloyal to? Is it the Republican Party is it to our country? Now he didn't say that. You're being disloyal to the people that you're that you're committed to, the Jewish people and Israel. One more time, the president explained what he meant. In my opinion, the Democrats have gone very far away from Israel. You vote for a Democrat, you're being very disloyal to Jewish people, and you're being very disloyal to Israel. And only weak people would say anything other than that. Yep, I agree a hundred percent. And you know what's you know what's really exciting for me, and I don't know, and I don't know if, if any of you guys watch Bill Maher, uh, Real Time with Bill Maher, HBO. They got a new one every Friday night. Um, my wife and I watch usually the first few minutes of it every week. We and then we get mad and we turn it off. And I remember uh, one of the guys here at the radio station. We were talking about it few years ago and they go bill maher he's not even funny i go ah he's funny he's he's a he's a bit of a he's a bit of a uh a h and he and i don't i don't agree with anything he says but he is funny i mean if you can laugh at yourself um he does he he's a funny guy but uh i don't believe believe with it i don't i don't agree with just about anything he believes and uh he's an atheist and he's a he's a he's a uh uh, a radical liberal Democrat, and uh, you know he's he's a constant pot smoker, and he's not somebody somebody that I would want to associate with. But he's he's humorous. But even he, even he, this last Friday night, and the, I noticed on social media people are saying, "Hey, the Democrats wanted to ban uh, Bill Maher's show for last week from being shown on TV." And I said, and Don and I hadn't watched it. So I said, we're watching TV and I go, and I just go, Hey, let's watch that Bill Maher thing. Let's see if it's on. And it's on almost, it's on all the time in the first few days, uh, you know, over the weekend and, you know, Monday or Tuesday, this is probably Wednesday when we watched it. So I went on to HBO on demand and I found Bill Maher and I found the thing and I watched it and it was clear as day. Let me play the little piece why the Democrats hated this. Okay, since no one's asking, answering my question, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to answer it myself. It's a bull purity test. BDS is a bull purity test by people who want to appear woke but actually slept through history class. It's That's true. Thank you. It's, it's predicated on this notion, I think it's, it's very shallow thinking, that the Jews are in Israel mostly white and the Palestinians are browner, so they must be innocent and correct, and the Jews must be wrong. 
as, as if the occupation came right out of the blue, that this completely peaceful people found themselves occupied. Forget about the invitatas and the suicide bombings the and, and the rockets and how many wars. And uh, let me read Omar Barghouti is one of the co-founders of the movement. His quote, no Palestinian, rational Palestinian, not a sellout Palestinian will ever accept a Jewish state in Palestine. So that's where that comes from, this movement. Someone who doesn't even want a, Palest a Jewish state at all. Somehow this side never gets presented in the American media. It's very odd. Yeah, duh. These guys want to wipe out, wipe out Israel. Hey, you know, if you, don't like, if, if you don't agree with how people in Mexico live, don't go down there. If you don't think that their culture is it fits with ours, which it doesn't, then build a wall and make some different uh, rules before people come in and say, hey, you know, you got to understand this is the way our culture is. If you want to come in, you got to abide by our rules, not your rules. If you don't want to go to, uh, you know, if you don't like the way uh, people live in uh, in 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 France or England or or Australia or Canada, don't go there. We live in America. This is our culture. These are our laws, and this is how this is how it works. But you know what? When you look at Palis the Palestinians, the Muslims versus the Jews, the Muslims don't believe the Jews have a right to exist. So you know what? Wake up, everybody! We got Elon Omar and Rashida Tlaib in Congress. That's a problem. Anyway, hey, I'm out of time for uh, part one of the main event. Stay tuned. Five minutes of uh, traffic, commercial, weather's, and uh, sports, and I'll be right back with more of this. And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. I don't talk a lot about real estate or financing on the radio because uh, if you're not in the market, you probably think it's boring. But if you own real estate or you want to own real estate, you need to get in touch with me because interest rates are down. We should be looking at how your, uh, how your financing is set up. We should be looking at uh, you, if you should own more real estate. If you want to buy, it's a great time. Your your purchasing power has, has increased significantly over the last several months. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020, 855-640-2020, or go to my website, edhoffman.net. Click on the Summit Funding logo. That way you, we can talk by computer before we actually talk on the phone if you if you know if you just want to do it quietly and not get put on the spot and not ask any personal questions which when we talk I'm going to do. So uh anyway so uh but we'll but we'll uh, we'll we'll take it one step at a time. So anyway uh so remember 855-640-2020 at hoffman.net and uh click on the summit funding logo. Um okay let's get back into what's going on. We're talking about What's going on with uh, with uh, Rashida Tlaib and Elon Omar and uh, all the uh, Trump is uh, anti-Semitic, which means he does he's against Jews, which is absolutely wrong. And uh, and even Bill Maher, the the uber the uber liberal, uh, even called it out. And the Democrats are not liking it. And you know, notice how 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 of late you don't even see Nancy Pelosi step up to the mic very much because she's lost control of her party. She has lost it. So that's my opinion, of course. I could be wrong. So uh, the economy is still growing. Unemployment remains at a 50-year low. But because it's now running at 2% annualized pace, the president says he's considering ways to give it a boost. 
According to the White House sources who spoke to the New York Times, the administration has begun preparing uh, options, including potential payroll tax cut. Here's the president on that. We're looking at various tax reductions, but I'm looking at that all the time anyway. That payroll tax is something that we think about, and a lot of people would like to see that. Uh, I don't think the payroll tax is that significant, um, but of course, no one could say that. No one could say that that doesn't help everybody. But remember, remember the the object of the game is to is to increase production, increase business, increase jobs, increase increase our uh, our gross national product. And the way you do that is you expand you expand business. You get companies to to invest more in their companies, hire more people. Increase production. So, giving a giving everybody a little a little tax cut that saves them saves them a few dollars here and a few dollars there. It may help, but the biggest tax cuts that go to the corporations that will allow them to expand their business, create more jobs for people that are unemployed, promote more people into higher positions to bring in some lower level people. That's how you build the economy. And even though the Democrats are so, so short-sighted, oh, he's giving tax breaks, to, tax breaks to his friends. That's not how it works. You can't tax people into prosperity. You have to create an environment where our free economy builds. You got to play a little offense sometimes. And sometimes, well, you don't look at the national debts going up. You know what Trump's doing is what Trump's doing as opposed to what Obama did running $10 trillion of debt in, in eight years. Obama was spending money, giving it away to people for free, giving it away to people to sit on their butts. Trump is cutting taxes to, 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 uh, to, um, stimulate corporations to be more productive, to, 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 uh, create more jobs and to get everybody else more productive. And now everybody who wants a job, has a job. There's jobs out there. Anybody who's not working now doesn't want to work. So keep that in mind. So Trump also stepped stepped up his criticism of the Federal Reserve, urging the feds to cut interest rates by a full percentage point. The Fed should be cutting, and I would say they should say at a minimum 100 basis points over a period of time, not at one time, but over a period of time. So when the, when the, when the uh, Federal Reserve cuts interest rates, it changes the the interest rate that that uh, corporations borrow from the government. So it enable it. So hey, if you don't have the money to expand, here you can borrow money and you borrow it really cheap. So it it makes it makes it easier for for corporations to expand. He also mentioned they're exploring idea of lowering capital gains taxes by indexing gains to the inflation. We've been talking about indexing for a long time. And many people like indexing. Uh, it can be done very simply. It can be done directly by me. So what that means, what that means, so on capital gains, on capital gains. So if you bought a, if you bought a house, so, so here's the concept. There's a lot of people that own a lot of properties and they own a lot of, a lot of properties, businesses, whatever that they've owned long-term. And if they sell them, they have to pay capital gains taxes. So the, um, so the reason that some people won't sell is because, hey, I got a million dollars in equity here. If I sell this thing, I'm going to have to pay 500000 of it to, to the government in capital gains. I'll just sit on it. I'll just sit on it. So, uh, you know, I don't want to, 
I'm going to, I'm going to figure some way to, some way to, to get the, to get my money. I'll live on the cash flow or I'll do something. So by not having those properties move, there's more people that aren't buying properties. There's more realtors that aren't getting commissions. There's more carpet people that aren't getting new carpet. There's, there's more people, there's more moving companies that aren't, that aren't moving people. There's more when, when real estate moves, everything moves. Real estate drives everything. So anything he does to to that influences the real estate business, the building business, the everything business, that it creates all these all these it moves the whole economy. So a lot of people. So he's talking about cutting cutting uh, capital gains. So and when he talks about indexing, he would say, "Hey, Kay, you bought you bought this property in uh, you bought this property in in uh, in uh, twenty years ago." And you've got, you've got the property itself was a hundred thousand dollars 20 years ago. Today it's a million dollars, but that hundred thousand dollars today would be really $600,000 based on just how the thing's gone up. And the rest of it is improvements you've made and this and that. So, so if we index that your, your basis, your cost basis to what inflation has done, now you now you don't have a nine hundred thousand dollar capital gain. You got a four hundred thousand dollar capital gain. So your taxes are less. So if you're paying if you're paying thirty percent on that thirty percent on four hundred thousand on on four hundred thousand is uh, one hundred twenty grand versus forty versus thirty uh, percent uh, on a let's see thirty percent on four hundred thousand is one hundred twenty versus thirty percent on nine hundred thousand is three hundred sixty thousand. So hey, will I give up one hundred sixty thousand to take nine hundred thousand dollar gain? Uh, I would do that before I give up three hundred sixty thousand. So it will stimulate movement. It'll stimulate movement, and at the same time, Joe Biden's out there saying, "Hey, we're going to push capital gains taxes back to thirty nine point six. He doesn't get it. That'll just slow the slow the economy down because now m- even people that are thinking about well. I think the federal the federal rate's about twenty percent, and then plus you pay ten percent to the state. Now we're going to pay forty percent to the federal plus ten percent to the state. These guys don't get it; they don't understand how money works. But so anyway, meanwhile, since nothing else, they've tried uh, to get rid of Trump has worked. Media liberals are actually rooting for a recession. I've been saying for about two years that I hope we have a recession. A recession would be very worth getting rid of Donald Trump and these kind of policies. Seeing that we have been in economic expansion for the better part of 10 years, it's about time we get a recession. So when the president says this is the best economy ever, it's not. And if we did face a recession, it would be normal and it would be okay. Well, you know, we've been in economic economic expansion for 10 years. Well, you know, uh, 10 years ago, uh, 2008, 2009, after the mortgage meltdown that uh, was created by uh, Democrats that created subprime that, you know, the head of the financials, the House Financial Services Committee, uh, you know, sleeping with uh, one of the head guys at Fannie Mae and creating a product that uh, they were putting some b- bunch of profits in their pocket. That product should have never happened. But when Obama came in, you couldn't go anywhere but up. And he went up and up and up and up at just at a snail's pace. For some reason, as soon as Trump got in, it you know it's like push, pushing on the the nitro the nitro uh, the nitro boost, and all of a sudden everything accelerated because companies were sitting on tons of cash. They had tons of cash. They had profits, but they weren't they weren't uh, 
investing them and expanding their business because they knew that they're just going to get they're just going to pay all that extra profit to the government. Trump came in and lowered the corporate taxes from uh, I don't know 35 or 36% down to 21 and that makes a huge difference. Okay, now we can now we can expand. He made he made some changes in in all kinds of different regulations, people bringing their jobs back to the uh, United States. So this is how the this is how money works, guys. So Trump understands how business works. Well, you know it. It'd be worth it to have a recession just to get rid of Trump. Why? I mean, you like you dislike the guy that much that you'd have people be out of work and back on welfare and uh, things just slowing down. It hurt everybody, so you can get rid of one guy who you don't like very much. Have you ever? I, I would imagine. I would imagine there were people at Ford back in 1965 that probably didn't like Lee Iacocca very much because he was probably a, a real hard ass and he was a he was a driver and he t- but he turned Ford Motor Company around came out with the Mustang and I bet you there's some people at Chrysler back in the uh, 80s when Lee Iacocca took over Chrysler and turned that whole company around that probably didn't like him very much but all the stockholder of Chrysler of of Chrysler. I'm sure they loved it because he turned the whole the whole company around. Cab forward, uh, the minivan, the, all the stuff that, that he brought into it. Turned the whole company around. Okay? That's the kind of leaders that we need. Stop getting tied up in, oh, well, you know, we'll be, we, we should have a recession so, so we can get rid of Donald Trump. The stuff that we're seeing go on in this country, we're finding out that our, our, uh, our government is very corrupt. And people don't don't want Trump in there because it's all coming out. It's all coming out. You know, hey, you know what? Uh, Jeffrey Epstein he he committed suicide and he broke all the bones in his neck at the same time. How did he do that? Oh, he wrapped a bedsheet around him and then just leaned forward. Yeah, right. Something something doesn't smell right here. If it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck and it waddles like a duck, it's probably a duck. Even if it's wearing a chicken costume. So anyway. So let's talk about the sad, super sad front runners in the Democrat race here. Um, another one bites the dust in the Democratic primary race. Washington Governor uh, Jay Inslee being this week's a dropout as for as for the front runners this week though isn't going much better. Uh, first, Elizabeth Warren once again confronted by the American Indian community for getting ahead professionally with her exaggerated claims of being Cher- uh, being a uh, having Cherokee ancestry. Speaking at the Native American Forum in Sioux City, Iowa, Warren again apologized, and yet she's still not admitting she lied. Now, before I go any further in this, I want to say this. Like anyone who's being honest with themselves, I know that I have made mistakes. I am sorry for harm I have caused. I have listened and I have learned a lot. And I am grateful for the many conversations that we've had together. It is a great honor to be able to partner with Indian country. And that's what I've tried to do as a senator. And that's what I promise I will do as president of the United States of America. Well, it's going to be a sad state in the United States if she ever gets to be president. She is a moron. So, uh, and I don't know why she, she, why didn't she just say, why didn't she just say, hey, 
I grew up and that's what my, my parents told me. And that's what my grandparents told me. And they told me that we were from Cherokee descent. And Hey, if they were, if they were wrong, they lied to me. I didn't know, even though I can't believe she didn't know, but I'm sorry. I have, no, she didn't say she's sorry. She said, you know, I, I, she did say she's sorry for hurting people. I have made mistakes. Oh, sounds like Jimmy Swaggart. Oh, 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 I said, anyway, as for Joe Biden, he managed to fit two gaffes into one sentence at a rally in Urbandale, Iowa. First, Biden confused the dates of two historical assassinations by more than a decade. Then creepy Uncle Joe insulted the intelligence of women in the crowd. Just like in my generation, when I got out of school, that uh, when Bobby Kennedy and Dr. King had been assassinated in in the 70s, uh, late 70s, when I got engaged, um, you know, up to that time, remember, none of you women will know this, but a couple men may remember. That was a time in the early, late 60s, the early 60s and 60s, where it was drop out, go to Haight-Asbury, don't get engaged, don't trust anybody over 30. Yeah. Not sure uh, he gets his uh, his date. This guy's mixed up. You know, I might catch myself. Hey, I said this and I said something backwards. I said something a couple uh, last week or the week before, and I said something backwards, and I I heard it on the radio after I recorded it. And I go, ah, oh, I messed that one up. But hopefully, everybody just heard it was a you know. But he's he does this every time he talks. And uh, you know, the guys will remember this, but the women the women won't remember this, but the guys will. You know. Don't get married and don't trust anybody over 30 and go to Haight-Asbury. Is Haight-Asbury a place? I thought it was an intersection. The corner of Haight and Asbury in San Francisco, and there's a big park there. Um, you know, tune in, turn on, and drop out. So I think this guy tuned in, turned on, and dropped out, and he burned up some of his uh, his uh, brain cells because he's he's clearly doesn't have it all together anymore. Biden also released his first televised campaign ad this week. It makes some interesting claims. Polls agree Joe Biden is the strongest Democrat to do the job. He'll restore the soul of the nation. Battered by an erratic, vicious, bullying president. Strong, steady, stable leadership. Biden, president. Yeah, I think he's a little premature in that, but strong, steady, stable leadership. I don't think he's strong, steady, stable, standing up. He just looks like, you know, he, you know, he's not aging well, and I don't want to beat up on people that are aging because I'm aging too. But this guy doesn't stand a chance in a one-on-one debate against Trump because Trump has clearly still got it. Um, and, you know, you know you're a bad candidate for president when your own wife can't give you a, can only give you half of an endorsement. And I will tell you, I heard this. Uh, Don and I were were watching this on TV, and she goes, "Would I ever say that about you?" And I said, "You better not." And uh, and so listen to what Jill Biden said about her husband. Your candidate might be better on I don't know health care than Joe is, but you've got to look at who's going to win this election, and maybe you have to swallow a little bit and say, "Okay, I sort of personally like so and so better," but your bottom line has to be that we have to be Trump. We gotta beat Trump. You gotta swallow and say, maybe I like this guy better, but we gotta beat Trump. Yeah, let's put a let's put a guy who's who's half half brain dead in there just so we get rid of Trump. Let's destroy our economy just so we get rid of Trump. Are you seeing some problems here? I am. 
So uh, let's go on to my next subject. On Wednesday, top government watchdog alerted President Trump and Congress that the U.S. Customs Border Protection, I guess that CBP, I guess that's part of ICE, or maybe ICE is part of them. They have endangered the public for for a decade by failing to collect DNA samples from detained migrants, which means they're failing to comply with federal law. The U.S. Office of Special Counsel, not the same thing as Mueller's uh, office, this is a totally separate, um, sent a scathing letter to the president stating that the CBP's noncompliance with the law has allowed subjects accused of violent crimes, including homicide and sexual assault, to to elude detection when detained multiple times by CBP or Immigration and Customs Enforcement. The law in question is the DNA Fingerprint Act of 2005 from George W. Bush, which requires federal law enforcement agencies to collect samples from everyone they arrest so their DNA can be run against FBI violent crime databases. And because the CBP started ignoring the rule a few years after, when Obama was in there, after it passed thanks to Obama administration, um, Americans have been raped, murdered and by criminal migrants who should have been flagged by FBI and deported. One case noted in the letter involved a 2009 murder in Denver, and a suspect had several interactions with law enforcement. Interactions with law enforcement. Isn't that the new name for uh, felons? Uh, With law enforcement, including two arrests, but was allowed to go free until investigators finally collected DNA in 2017. In another instance, a suspect with two particular brutal uh, 1997 sexual assaults eluded detection despite being in federal custody on nine separate occasions before DNA was collected and just a few months ago uh, connecting him to the crimes. Do you see problems here, folks? In another case, the suspect was involved, was unsolved homicide, was allowed to remain on the streets for years despite being picked up by ICE multiple times. Finally, the person's DNA was collected in 2016 and was connected to a 2008 Dallas murder. Here's one of the whistleblowers behind the letter. It's not a risk. It's, it's factual that since this law was passed almost 10 years ago, U.S. citizens, lawful permanent residents, and others have been raped, harmed, and killed by people that CBP had in custody in many respects on multiple occasions, did not collect their DNA, and these people were either deported or released to return back to this country and, and commit harm again unto others. You know what? This is a problem. You know, we we had a, a few uh, a few propositions on our on our ballot two years ago and four years ago, and we voted to let people out of jail. Let people out of jail because ah, uh, you know, assaulting a police officer should just be a misdemeanor, and let these guys go. And uh, you know, uh. Beating the beating the crap out of your wife that should be a misdemeanor. Raping your wife should be should be a, just a you know it's it infraction here just like getting a traffic ticket notice to appear. None of these things you know we let people out of jail. Well, we don't have enough jail space. I say build more. Then these people, you know, there's some people that can't be fixed. They're not going to be rehabilitated. Let's talk. Let's talk about something a little bit more local. Andre Moya Jr. We all heard about on August 12th that this guy, 34 years old, uh, black gentleman, everybody loved him. He li- he grew up in Moreno Valley. He went to uh, Landmark Middle School, which is the you know a quarter of a mile from my house. Um, and he went to Valley View High School. Everybody loved him. He was it just he was uh, you know I watched some of his funeral. I didn't know this guy, 
But you know, I didn't. Ha- I couldn't hold back the tears watching the memorial on TV. And uh, and this guy was a was a, a great guy. Everybody loved him. He treated people nice. He pulled you over for a ticket. He treated you with respect. And I can't. You know, I just. This guy was just gunned down. He pulled over this guy, Luther Arthur Aaron Luther, had served ten years in prison for attempted murder and burglary. He tried to he tried to kill a cop. He'd been in jail. He'd been arrested like four or six times since since that time, and he's out. He got pulled over for driving in the carpool lane uh, with only one person in it. And have an expired registration. Well, you know what? I'm a I'm a cr- criminal. I don't have to obey laws. But we don't we don't enforce the laws that we have, and so good people are dying. This guy didn't have to be dead. All these people don't have to be dead. We need to stop being feeling sorry for these people because of their circumstances. And if they're bad people, leave them in jail. If they shouldn't be in this country. Keep them out. And guess what? If we don't talk about this, no one's going to vote the right way next year. This is not going to happen by me just talking on the radio. You guys need to talk too. And don't just sit in your houses and, and talk talk it over with your next door neighbor. You need to talk with your kids. You need to talk with the neighbors. You need to talk with your coworkers. You need to talk to everybody. You need to put it on social media. You, people need to stand up besides me and besides Sean Hannity and besides people on Fox and besides Larry Elder and the people on, uh, on The Answer. There's got to be more people on a personal basis, one-on-one with your kids, with your coworkers, with your neighbors, and we need to get involved in this thing or kiss California and the United States goodbye. Hey, anyway, I'm all out of time for this episode of the main event. Again, on the positive side, if you own property or you need or you want to own property, rates are great. Call me 855-640-2020. I'll be very I'll be very upbeat and happy with you even though today was I was scolding everybody for not making enough noise, but uh this is how this is how it's going to be. I don't want to leave California, but you know when it comes down to it, if the, if it it's only going to take one or two more elections to turn California into a third world country if we don't all take a take a stand. Anyway, my name is Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening to the main event, and I'll be back again with you next week. The opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Summit Fund Incorporated. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number nine nine two one, California DRE ID number one zero one two six five eight, Arizona MLO license number zero nine two six four three nine, Branch NMLS ID number one eight four one seven eight two, Summit Fund Incorporated NMLS ID number three one nine nine, Arizona license number zero nine two five eight three seven, Equal Housing Opportunity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.